Into sports. 20 yards out. Urshan shoot. Don't shoot. Oh, what a goal for Fabinho. Wow. Then get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologizes to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do you do? You get a slap. Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game Gamble responsibly, cdunlewy.net Alright, so AC Milan leading Shamrock Rovers by a goal to nil in Tala Who else but Latan Ibrahimovic with the goal just a few minutes ago 27 minutes gone there, we will check in with Stephen Doyle at half time But it is almost half seven on a Thursday And a former Rovers man, John Giles, is on the line Evening John Nathan. I know you can't watch the game at the moment. It actually started quite well. Shamrock Rovers had a really good chance, but uh, yes, uh, AC Milan dominating possession and Zlatan getting the goal is again Rovers have a good chance. Aaron Green, yeah. but uh, yeah, big night. Just such a shame that it's not a packed Nobody house in Tala for yeah, us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no crowd anyway. No, no yeah. crowd. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible shame. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yes. Uh, you did see a lot over the weekend, though. The Premier League is back and. Well, Leeds United, another of your old sides, certainly acquitted themselves well, put it right up there to Liverpool, but eventually going down to a 4-3 defeat. Did you see enough from Leeds to suggest they'll be OK this season? Yeah, yeah, I think so, uh, Nathan. So one thing for sure uh, with Bielsa, he's not going to play defensively against anybody. No. Nathan. And I think he took Liverpool by surprise. Uh, to be quite honest, Liverpool didn't play particularly well on the day, but they still scored four goals. But I think Leeds, Leeds will... will uh, Cause a few upsets, or could cause a few upsets over the year, mm. over the season, uh, Nathan. Yeah, they were incredibly brave in possession as well. Like they had a game plan, they knew exactly where they wanted to pick Liverpool apart. But to go and do it at Anfield on the first day and to to have the range of passing that they had was hugely impressive. Yeah, well, most teams don't go to mm. Anfield with that uh, with that plan. If that's if you call it a plan, I think he's like that. I think home or away, he's going to play the same way. And uh, I think if he, if he, he gets the goals that he's, that everybody needs in matches, uh, and only signed a couple of players, uh, then I think I think they'll do okay. You'd be looking at mid-table because they, they're not going to they're not going to uh, give up against anybody if they can go to Liverpool and do what they did. I think they took Liverpool by surprise uh, on the day, it, it, attacking them. There's very few teams go to attack Liverpool, but they weren't scared of that. And uh, I mean, apart from the, the like the penalty at the end was 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 the, it was a forward, wasn't it, Nathan? Mm. That gave the penalty. Yeah, away. It was, it was the, the most yeah. stupid penalty I've ever seen in my life uh, to to get a draw at, 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 at there. But uh, you know, I think if they can get the goals, uh, like most teams, you obviously have to get goals. I think their their attitude was good, their approach was good, and to to take on a team like Liverpool took a bit of courage to do so. So I think he's, he's no short of courage, Bielsa. That's for sure. The questions about Liverpool then, because after the restart, okay, the title was pretty much won, but they were conceding more goals, they were making more mistakes, and that continued into that game mm. on the opening day. It, it, your thoughts on then what teams should do? Because the obvious thought will be after Leeds go and attack and ask questions, that that's what other teams should do. But I guess Leeds, as you say, are set up like that all the time. They're always going to be brave and try and take the game. If a Newcastle or a West Ham, who traditionally would sit back, yes, yes. if they try and suddenly go and get at Liverpool are they on a hiding to nothing I think so 
because they wouldn't they wouldn't believe in what they were doing if yeah. they were attacking Nathan. You know what I mean? In other words, we're not allowed to attack, and uh, if it's still one one uh, sorry no score, we're doing well. I think that is that that has been the approach of a lot of teams uh, going to going to Anfield. Whereas whereas Bielsa is, is a different. Uh, Different animal to anybody else, Nathan. In the way he approaches the game, there's no, no nothing surer than that. Mm. And, and I think, I, well, we saw him last year against Arsenal away in the cup. And the first 45 minutes, they played Arsenal off the pitch. They didn't score. They deserved to score. Didn't score. I think that's what happened to them a lot last year. Uh, and they finished up losing the game. But in the first half, they, they played Arsenal off the pitch. Didn't they? Did you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and they, they ran they, out of steam they, a bit. They, yeah, they won't. I don't think they'll sit back. Uh, with any of the teams, and I think that took Liverpool by surprise. And and in Liverpool's case, you know, we've had all this this fuss over the the, the, the lack of football and everything else. But it's a long time since they won it, Nathan. Mm. Since Liverpool actually won it. Now I know they had quite a few matches afterwards, but uh, and I go, I go on my experience at Leeds when we won the league in '68 '69. We actually went till the second last match of the season before winning it. But when the next season started and it comes around very quickly. It took it took us a long time to get the attitude that we had in the last eight to ten matches of the season, Nathan. Because when you're going for it, you can't contrive the excitement, uh, what you have to do uh, in that. Because once the season starts again, in my time it was 42 matches, you knew you had a whole season in front of you. So you don't have that energy and that go in you that you did in going into the, to win the, to actually win the league. So it's no coincidence with Liverpool. Once they won it, even even before the lockdown, Nathan. Mm. Like after that, they didn't play well at all. You know, by their standards, once they won the won the 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 the, uh, the, the, the Premiership, you know, at that time, because you can't contrive. You can't say, well, no, this is the first match of the season or the second match of the season, uh, because you know you've got a lot of matches to go before you can win it. Yeah. Rather than the last eight to ten matches. Uh, where you where you have to well Liverpool case didn't have to win it but they had to get those points to finish it off which they did but once they finished it off there was a slump and I think I think it's it's not unusual Nathan in my experience with it I think it took us to nearly till Christmas before we really got going in a way that we had been going for the last eight to ten matches. Yeah, it's an interesting point because even, uh, as you say, after they clinched the title, mm. there was a bit of a slump, particularly at the back. But even the few games after lockdown as they were waiting to win it, everybody knew they were going to win the title. It was just a matter of when. Yeah. So they haven't really had a match with pressure, with a lot riding on it, probably since back in March, since they were knocked out of the Champions League by Atletico Madrid. So yes. for them yes. to get back into that groove and intensity that's needed, is it understandable that it might take a few matches? Well... I can only give you my experience on it, and uh, like we didn't like obviously it was a different time, Nathan. But we we had to go at least in ninety six eight sixty nine when we won it. We had to go until the second last match of the season because Liverpool were chasing was were chasing us, uh, and we had uh, Liverpool at Anfield. And if, if if Liverpool beat us at Anfield, it would have gone to the last match of the season, where we would have had to win. We were a home match against uh, Notts Forest. We got a point at Liverpool to win it. But up to that, we had to go, 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 go in every match we played. Mm. You know, it became a little bit of a joke with, with Don, Don and the lads. You say, if we get anything today, I think we'll win it. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got to Liverpool, it was true. It, we needed a, a, a draw at Liverpool to win it. So it did, he's, he's, uh, 
it's due enough it had to come through at Liverpool. In other words, we got something at Liverpool. I think we'll win it. He did win us. Yeah, but 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 the start of the next season, Nathan, comes around very quickly. We t- it took us ages to get going again with that intensity that you need. Uh, that's there when you're going for the 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 the, 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 the league. You know, the league in our day, now in the Premiership. So it might take Liverpool a couple of games, just a couple of, you know, kick up the backsides to really get going again. Because I think Leeds, to be fair to Leeds and Liverpool, I think Leeds took Liverpool and a lot of people totally by surprise with their approach. Mm. What about Virgil van Dijk then and the mistake he made? Because there were mistakes again towards the end of the season and here you've spoken enough about him over the last couple of years for people to know how highly you rate him. Would you have any concerns about those type of mistakes and the casualness that's appeared in his game? Well, well, he, he plays in that manner, you know. I think he's, he's a very, very confident lad, Nathan, and I think sometimes a little bit overconfident. I mean, obviously the other day he, he, could, he should have got the ball away, but I think when you're used to playing it out from the back and playing it in the way that he does, uh, it's sometimes very difficult to pick the exact time to get it up into the stand, mm. you know. And uh, and it could well be with him the, the bit of complacency that you know well here we go again it's uh, like this time last year last year they played Norwich who had just been promoted and hammered them I think it was four one at that time and I think Leeds Leeds did take them by surprise yeah but, you know took me by surprise actually <laughs> nice in the way that, in the way that they they had to go at Liverpool. Looking at some of the other results of the weekend, then our commentary game was Everton's win against Tottenham. And oh, yeah. It's hard to think of too many more impressive Everton performances in recent times. The signings that Carlo Ancelotti has made, James Rodriguez, one of the more exciting of pre-season, yeah. Alain came in in the middle of the field, Decore, they, they look a transformed team. Would you look at that Everton side and think maybe they could put a bit of pressure on for a top six? Well, I definitely, uh, Nathan. You know, they've got, they've got players in now. And I think the... the I think the big thing with, uh, with with Everton over the years, they've had the director of football. I think the owner thought, well, we'd, we'd get the manager in and it'll be the coach. I don't think the managers up to Ancelotti in recent times have been picking the players, Nathan, in the transfer market, actually picking them in. So I think the, the owner must have thought, well, we've tried all that. Let's, let's see what the manager... And I think Ancelotti would have gone to him as a very experienced manager and insisted... Or, or give me a chance to bring my players in. Who would know the players better than him? Nathan? And he brought those three or four players in there that you mentioned. Really, really top-class players. Mm. Now, if you had a director of football, he, he mightn't look at them. In other words, I know I keep going on about it, but 90% of management of a team is getting rid of the players you don't want and getting the players in that you do want. Now, if you have a director of football and he's bringing in the players that he wants... It's not the same for the manager. All managers have, have, a, have, a, have a, 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 a thing in their head, Nathan, of what they want and what they need and who they want, right? Yeah. And that's, it's, 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 it's like fulfilling your, 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 your dreams. This is what I need. This is what I want. And it's 90% of the job. Actually, in my opinion, it's 90, as management, it's 90% of the job getting rid of the players you don't want and getting in the players you do. And I think the, the owner of uh, Everton now has got fed up with the directors of football because the, the, the uh, transfer system hasn't worked. Yeah. And I think uh, Ancelotti said to him, right, now what we'll do is give me a chance to bring my players in. I mean, who knows the players better than this guy? 
Well, he's he, already managed some of these guys that he's brought in, Nathan. Yeah, he had James Rodriguez at Real Madrid and got the best out of him, it seems, at Real Madrid and also knows Alain from his days at Napoli. It, it does seem as though they have had a change in attitude as to that director of football role because I know Marcel Brands is still there and that's his title. But mm. when you compare it to when Steve Walsh, who'd come from yeah. Leicester and was so highly rated after signing Riyad Mahrez and N'Golo Kante, it did seem as though he had all the power and he landed yeah. the likes of whether it was uh, you know when they brought uh, Rooney and Klassen and players like that in. But Marcel Brand seems to maybe talk to the manager a bit more and give him that bit of influence. I think, I think there's no doubt about that, Nathan. I think I think it would, might might have been one of the things that he insisted on when he was going in. I mean, he's a very experienced manager, and he knows exactly what the game is all about. You have to get in the players you want. You have to get rid of the players you don't want. I know I keep going on about it, but it's so important because everybody has a vision. All managers have a vision of what the, what they want in their team, and and the way to fulfil that vision, if that's the right word is to get the players in you want. You have to say, well, I need him for that, him for that, him for that. Mm. And if somebody else is doing it, then, you know, it, 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 it just doesn't work. In my opinion, it doesn't work. They've had all sorts of issues in midfield over mm. the last yeah. three or four years. And listen, they're a club that have massively underachieved for the amount of money that have been spent, but it yes. has been a bit of a graveyard for 30, 40 million pound midfielders. Uh, Alan has come in and again, he probably doesn't fit into the model. He's 29, there's no real sell-on value in the next three or four years, but geez, he ran the show. You're talking about Alan or... Alan in midfield, yeah. Yeah, and, and Rodriguez mm. beside him. All of them, they were really, really good. He, he, would, he would know what these guys can do. And I think what's happened over the years, uh, that you know, a lot of teams, which sounds great, will start getting the young fellas in. You know, and, and like if you're finding football, the future is today. You have to do it now, Nathan, with, with an eye to the future. Do you know what I mean? You can't say, well, in five years' time, this team will be doing this, that. It, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it work that way. I mean, Manchester United are, are, are doing it now, but, they, but they've got some experienced players as well. And they are getting outstanding players, but they still have to do it. Whereas, there's nothing better than an experienced players to bring some of these young players along, bring them along. Oh, so, and, and what you find with, with players, in my opinion, I think players are at the peak uh, of their careers, Nathan, when they're 28, 29, 30, 31. And it depends then how long they can keep their fitness. And the, and the top players get better and better every year, as long as their physical, their physical aspects are good. So signing a player for 27, that, that's great. He's at the peak of his career. And now they can actually do things straight away, not worrying about in four years' time or five years' time. It doesn't always work that way. And I, I think Ancelotti, again, is a really, really experienced manager. He's been around a long time. He knows exactly what the game is about and the players to get in. We spoke last week about Seamus Coleman and how you felt he should have been in that Ireland team uh, ahead of Matt Doherty. The two of them go head-to-head then on Sunday and Coleman has one of his best performances for probably a couple of years. Is that reflective of the difference in quality that he's playing alongside? Because people had written Seamus Coleman off. You know, he's lost a yard of pace. He's been caught out of position. Was, was Everton's decline in their struggles just a part of that and actually now that he has quality midfielders who if he plays it into a land he knows the ball is going to stay if he plays it to Hamid Rodriguez he knows he's not going to lose it and he's going to be out of position is his improvement down to Everton's improvement? Definitely I mean you're only as good as the players you have around you Nathan you know mm. and, and as you say I, I, first of all I don't think Coleman was playing as badly as people. some people said he, said he was uh, but he certainly wasn't playing as well as he could uh, but now that he's playing with better players I mean he, he to marks on Son, on, on, who's one of the few wingers who is really, really good, and not only did that, 
you know, attacked at the right time. He was excellent. The whole Everton team were excellent. Uh, so, obviously, the better the players you play with, it makes it easier for each other. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, Matt Hardy was on, on, on the opposition. He was a very, very good player. And, in fact, came up on the wrong side of uh, Mourinho. Mourinho's hitting out again. I know we'll come to that in a minute, but I felt sorry for Matt Doherty. Uh, I think he said he, he, he didn't look fit or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, of course, he couldn't take the blame himself. But, uh, but Seamus Coleman's uh, performance was outstanding, really outstanding, as the Everton, Everton performance was. I mean, Spurs are, are supposed to be one of the rated teams, but I thought they totally played them off the pitch. Yeah, they did. Uh the way you're talking then when I'm talking about Everton finishing top six, you're, you feel maybe even higher than that they can it be aiming for? Well, well, I, I, well I wouldn't. There's a lot of good teams in it, Nathan. Mm. You've got, you know, you've got Liverpool, Everton, you know, Chelsea, and I know we'll be talking about Chelsea. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it beyond them at, at all to finish in the top six. Right. That, that, if they do that and do it well... That's a big improvement on what they've been doing for the last few years. Well, massive, yeah. Last season, 12th place finish. And yeah, you know, and be, like a lot of money gone out. Uh, you know, this looks like a team that can really play. And I think if they finish in the top six, it would be a definite improvement to go on and improve from there. You have to build from somewhere. Yeah. We, we do want to talk about Spurs and Jose Mourinho. I need to take a quick break. Something else you might think about is actually we're going to be talking to Ian Wright after 8 o'clock. One of the things we were talking about was uh, he was a player who liked to talk a lot when he was playing. Get at the opposition centre-backs and try and rile them up. And we had a text in from ba- Pat asking, who was the mouthiest player John played against? And did you ever go in for a bit of verbals yourself? So you can have a think about that during the ad break, John. And we'll come back to it in a couple of moments. The, the, the mouthiest guy I played against. Okay. The mouthiest guy you played against, yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game Gamble responsibly, cdunlewy.net Welcome back, John Giles is still on the line It has gone half-time in Tallow where AC Milan lead Shamrock Rovers by a goal to nil We'll be across to Stephen Doyle shortly there Dundalk, meanwhile, still 1-0 up in Andorra against Interclub Descaldes But Andy Boyle has just been sent off in the last couple of minutes for Dundalk. John, just before the break, I was asking you about the text that came in about the mouthiest players you'd played against. We're going to be talking to Ian Wright after 8 o'clock, who was, uh, admit himself, that he had quite a lot to say to opposition defenders right. when he was playing. Are there, are there people that stand out that maybe went a little bit too far, had a bit too much to say for themselves? Well, there was quite a few. The, the worst moment I came across was a lad called John Gilchrist at Colchester. Colchester had, well, we played against Charles Colchester in the Cup, one of the biggest surprises ever uh, in the Cup. They beat us uh, 3-2, Nathan. Right. And uh, I was just hoping in the match that we'd, we'd get a draw and bring him back to... He never stopped. And, of course, when, you're, when they won, uh, you have to take it, Nathan. <laughs> you know? But oh. uh, we ne- I never had a go to... <laughs> more, more melty than physical. You yeah, know? yeah. When it was, I didn't mind that. And but, did, he, uh, did he unsettle you that he was no, at you so much? No, well, it, it would G you up a bit, you know, but right. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't put you off, off your game. Right. No, no. So we, we, like we, I, was in, I was at it a lot myself, but me and Bremner. Bremner was a, was a devil for us. Oh, yeah? Oh, a devil, a devil for us. Yeah, he'd, 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 get, on, he'd get anybody growing, going, you know. And what, what, what one, did he one say? One day against Manchester City, and uh, I, I got into a clash with Franny Lee, and uh, uh, you know, the, and all the players come around, and the first player all straight into my face face was Mike Summerby. Right. You know, and my reaction was, "You keep your effing nose out." And Billy says, "He was seen the size of his nose, wee man." <laughs> <laughs> I 
God, there's some terrible stuff. <laughs> terrible stuff. But Bramner yeah. was, the, was the... Like, he, if, if we were on the pitch, like Peter, I remember playing against Peter Storey. Now, Peter Storey was a terrific player. Hard nut. Never said a word. Uh, Manchester noise he had, but really good at what he did. And uh, playing at, at Highbury one day, and he said... Uh, says, what about this madman? He'd be between me and him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you, have you seen this madman, he says. He says, the man staring noises. If he wasn't there, you know what I mean? He said, seen the paper this morning, his missus has left him. <laughs> and I think it was true. <laughs> but but he'd, he'd be in between us. Like he wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking to him, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, no, Billy was de- terrible, terrible at that. <laughs> And uh, if Billy was still with us, God bless him, uh, would he be saying the same about you? Would he be saying you would plenty to say for yourself? I know, he'd, t- he'd, take, he'd want to take the credit for it. Would he? Oh, yeah. He was, he was yeah. delighted with himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't say anything to Billy that 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 would upset him. Right. And he'd say anything to anybody, you know what I mean? He wasn't, and he was a terrific player himself, you see. Yeah. You know, because then, the, like, the, the, the players that he was having a go couldn't say, well, what about you? Well, you can't play. Which he would say to some of the other players, you know. Yeah. Like he'd say to me, he'd say, wait, man, you've seen him there. He says, can't play, can he? <laughs> See, of course, I'd say, no, of course he can't, but, you know, whatever it might be. But there was always some going on, and, and some worse things than that as well, and, you know, in, in terms of when it was really, really bad. Right. And there, was, there was a lot of, a lot of physical, the verbal stuff, a lot of physical stuff in those days as well, you know. Yeah, there sure was. Uh, but but the, your man, John, John Gilchrist was the worst. He was a Scottish lad, and they were beating us, and they did beat us. So once you're beaten, you can't say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, this he, is... He'd be, he'd be throwing out loads of, oh, th- loads of stick. This loads is not 1971. Stick. Colchester are fourth division side, and yes. Leeds are very much the real deal. Like yeah, that, geez, that... It was one of the biggest upsets ever in the mm. club. And the thing was, it always, it, it always lived with us, Nathan. That was in 1971, right? And... Uh, uh, when you when you see the the, the BBC thing doing the FA cover, whoever's doing it now, we we they, they beat us in '71, we won the cup in '72, and we were beaten in the final by Sunderland in '73. Yeah, right. '72 is never mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> never, never yeah. mentioned that we actually won. And that was the, when 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 uh, Colchester beat us in '71. The next time we lost in the cup was two cup finals later to Sunderland. But they'll always pick them out. Yeah, seventy-two was... is never mentioned. It was the Centenary Cup final that we won. Never mentioned. Yeah, and, and and seventy comes up all the time as well, and the match against Chelsea. So it's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that that's the one they uh, they focus <laughs> in on. Yeah. Uh, Ian Wright said that actually the biggest insult he would give to centre backs is if he didn't say anything to them, if he just kept quiet. It would yeah. it would be a sense he didn't respect them enough to actually have a go with them. How does he know? She never did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to touch on uh, Spurs before we wrap up because yeah. look, terrible start to the season. Jose Mourinho afterwards, as you say, questioned Matt Doherty's fitness and in fairness, Doherty may not have been fully fit. He was just back when he was playing with Ireland, but that his side were lazy, uh, which it very much fits in the Mourinho template now for Manchester United of it's ain't about me, this is all on the players. Yeah, I, well, it looks that way, uh, Nathan. You know, they're 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 talking about um, uh, name coming in. Bale, Bale, Bale coming in. Maybe Deli Ali going out. Mm. But I, I I didn't see the documentary. But what you read about the documentary, uh, he, he wasn't he wasn't praising the players again, Nathan. And that, and I don't know why they did a documentary. It's a terrible situation to to have 
people talking about it, and, and Pochettino's going mad about himself. I don't blame it because he he got blamed for near enough blame for doing what he did. So it, a terrific job uh, with them. But in, in Mourinho's case, they were poor. He said they were lazy. They were slow. They were lazy. Uh, and is that always on the manager, John? Like if the team is lazy, is that not down to the manager? Of course it is. But nothing is ever down. Nothing ever bad. It's down to Mourinho, Nathan. Mm. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make in a roundabout way here. Is that he, he hits out? You know, Deli Ali. It's it, uh, you know, Matardi is the lazy. Like, well, you know, if they're not fit and they're lazy, he's the manager. He's responsible for it. But yeah. he should take look. No problem taking responsibility when they were winning, Nathan. You know, and I've never never known it to be good for a manager to criticise a team publicly. That's what he did at Manchester United. That's what he hits out when the team is not doing well. It's never his fault. So now whether Bale can make a difference, look like he's gone there. We have to wait and see. But uh, like from what Everton did to them on on the weekend, it certainly wasn't good. And yeah. It wasn't as if, well, well, I must take responsibility for that. He doesn't do that. And if it keeps going the way it's going, it'll look like the Manchester United all over again. Yeah. It falls out with the players. And he, and he never get them back. And they scraped through tonight in the Europa League, scored two late goals after their Bulgarian opposition had two players sent off. So it doesn't look as though it's getting any better quickly. We'll come back to Gareth Bale and some of the other big deals of the week next Thursday night. John, but great to talk to you as always. Thanks, Nathan. John Giles there, so lots more football to come over the next couple of hours. Mark Ty, the author of Champagne Football, is coming up on The Football Show. We'll be across to Stephen Doyle in Tala, where Shamrock Rovers are 1-0 down against AC Milan. But right after 8 o'clock, we're going to be talking to Ian Wright and Saul Campbell. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game. Gamble responsibly, cdunlewy.net. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation.